Welcome to the Smart Wills podcast series. In this series, we'll review important financial tasks to cover during this extraordinary period of uncertainty, such as who needs a will and why, understanding the difference between estate planning and probate planning, and looking at estate administration tax and more. Hi, I'm your host, Stephanie Bacciolino, the founder of BizAngle Media, which helps businesses and people tell their stories via videos, podcasts, and content with a journalist's eye. Using my skills honed at Bloomberg News, The Globe and Mail, AP and AFP, I help connect the dots to bring the full picture into view. And we are all having a real look at the full picture right now with this unexpected global pandemic, which has touched every aspect of our lives, from the way we work to how we shop at stores. It's a time when we are seeking ways to take stock of our lives and to prepare for further uncertainty. One of the most important things we can do at this turbulent time is look for ways to reduce the stress of uncertainty. And we should consider options and take actions on tasks that may be easily and immediately done. You know that saying, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, think of a will, an actual will, as an essential low-hanging fruit at this crucial time. Here with me to explore this is Peter Welch, a top-level business lawyer with a depth of experience that stretches 40 years in corporate and commercial law. He's worked with some of Canada's largest financial institutions, including RBC and Cadillac Fairview, as well as other publicly traded firms. He's also seasoned and passionate about assisting small to mid-sized companies, as well as entrepreneurs and individuals. Peter offers the Smart Will services to ease the planning process for businesses and individuals, helping them protect the money they've worked so hard to earn. The name builds on the SMART goal-setting approach that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, realistic and timely goals. Well, there's no better time to delve into this. So let's get Peter's insights. Welcome, Peter. Well, thank you, Stephanie. It's nice to speak with you on this Smart Wills podcast. Did you know that most people don't have wills and many falsely think they don't have enough assets to protect? But get this, even famous people like Prince, even Howard Hughes, and even Pablo Picasso with plenty of assets, died without a will, and dropped the ball on who and how their belongings will be divided. It's an unnecessary mess and can be easily addressed by a will and an estate plan. So most people know what a will is, yet today we are going to talk about estate administration taxes or what has been called probate fees. Maybe you can give us a primer on this, Peter. Initially, the cost to make application to the court for the appointment of an estate trustee, and I'll refer to what that is in a minute, was originally called probate. Today, the same cost to make application to the court is called estate administration tax. And it really is a tax. It is an amount of money calculated on the aggregate value of a person's estate that must be paid to the court before the court will hear the application for probate and appoint the estate trustee or to confirm the provisions of the will. Here, administration tax is a bit like getting married. It's something most of us haven't had experience with and maybe we eventually do. So it's a bit of a steep curve to adjust to, yet it can be a critical part of smart planning. As you know, people's appetite to be an estate trustee of an estate also known as an executor, has dropped off considerably because of recent changes regarding the obligations to pay the estate administration tax. 
Simply put, the executor named in the will has a responsibility to report to the Ontario Minister of Finance within 90 days following the issuance of probate. And that is by way of an estate administration return filed with the government. The return must report exactly what is due and what has been paid by the estate and the beneficiaries for probate fees on the estate. And there are penalties to the executor for failing to report or under-report, which are both financial and penal, meaning both fines and prison. Yet the executor may never receive any compensation whatsoever for assuming that personal liability. So you can understand why there's been a cooling or a hesitancy in wanting to take on this role. So what you're saying is before you can move forward and manage a family member's or a friend's estate, probate fees have to be paid. And if you're named the executor, you need to implement this transaction? Well, yes. Uh, It's rather uh, awkward oftentimes because until the estate has been probated and distributed, there may not be any money out of the estate to even reimburse for the probate fees that are paid by some person making application for the court appointment. So the whole family is impacted by this. The estate administration tax is payable at the moment of the application for probate, either with or without a will, regardless of the time it takes to obtain probate, which on average can range from six to 12 weeks. And the executor, uh, who is the usually the applicant for probate, has a personal responsibility to both the beneficiaries as well as to the various levels of government. Therefore, accurate reporting of the value of the state upon which the calculation for the probate fee or a state administration tax by another name is made should be calculated upfront at the time of the application, taking great care to include all of the assets of the estate. Without first having paid the estate administration tax, you cannot obtain the order of the court and you cannot pay bills or access bank accounts or sell a house or check on insurance coverage or have any institution give you access to information. And that's primarily because of privacy rules. So how does an executor go about finding how much tax needs to be paid? And what if they make a mistake? Well, the first thing that is done is an addition of all of the assets in the estate And then you can go online and obtain the government's own website to calculate the amount of a state administration tax. But generally speaking, it's approximately 1.5% of the total value of an estate, including real estate, after deducting mortgages. So here's the reality. You could actually calculate what you think is payable as a state administration tax at the time of the application, but you might have overcalculated which means that you might seek to obtain a refund. The problem is that an overpayment will take at least six months and maybe as much as a year to get out of the government. They like to receive the money, they just don't like to pay it back. Accordingly, I strongly encourage a reasonable approximation of the value of the state administration tax, we know within reason, at the time of the filing of the application. If it turns out that the assets of the estate are higher than what was initially submitted at the time of the filing, simply pay the surplus that was not included earlier. And there's no requirement for a refund. 
no six to 10 months of waiting. Remember, there is still within 90 days following the date of the issuance of the certificate of appointment of a state trustee, that's the probate, the necessity to file the estate information return with the Minister of Finance. But even that can be done based upon the original valuation and topped up later. So that's interesting. You want to make sure that you're not overpaying. And if you have an estimate and you need to top it up later, you can do so. Can you give us an example of this? Well, actually, I have one. It's unfortunately a true story of a businessman who owned shares in a privately held corporation and died without a will in 2014, leaving his wife and daughter at the time of his death. The value of the shares wasn't capable of being determined until either the remaining shareholders bought out the essentially the wife and daughter, or the shares were sold to a third party, or worse still, potentially the entire business had to be sold to a third party to satisfy the payment of his shares. The widow made an application for probate by way of a certificate of appointment of a state trustee without a will, and it was granted, but only upon payment of the estate administration tax on the estimated value of the 60% of the shares in his company. He paid more than $110,000 in probate fees, that's a state administration tax, based on an estimate of the share value. As it turned out, this was significantly higher than the actual value achieved years later upon the sale of the estate's shares. She requested a large refund in March 2016, and it was eventually awarded in September 2016. In the interval, the widow, who did not have any other source of income, had overpaid money that could well have been spent better in underwriting the surviving family members. Here's the takeaway. Get some legal advice for sure. I will help you figure out the estate administration tax using seasoned and cautious approaches, and then you'll report and pay what you're reasonably determined. You don't want to overpay and then wait and wait some more and wait further for the government to pay you back. Where does the money come from if you have to pay the probate tax first? Well, that's a good question. Oftentimes, banks will not fund anybody for simply making a payment of property or real estate or income taxes or probate fees. So not the bank and not the estate. And uh, you have to understand that you have to calculate exactly what is required. It's oftentimes that your calculation is based on an expectation or interpretation of what could be available, because there's no way to know for sure what the ultimate value of the state will be until it's actually sold. Thank you, Peter, for this great and instructive advice in these uncertain times. Tell us how people can reach you. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. First off, uh, our website is smartwills.ca, and I can be reached at peter at smartwills.ca or by phone at 905 337 3121. And right now we're offering a special 30-minute private consultation with me by telephone or in person to review your will if you have one already or to offer some suggestions on what could be in your will. And incidentally, on our website, you'll find our will preparation kit, which is really a question and answer session. And you'll probably know most of the answers, but it will undoubtedly uncover things you've never thought about before. So it's a good prompt to prepare for your estate planning and for probate planning. Thanks again, Peter. And thank you to our listeners. 
Check out the rest of the Smart Wills podcast series available at smartwills.ca.